Blog Talk Radio.
Yeah. <laughs> well, look, you better get your eyes checked too. <laughs> I I didn't know that they'd all be present. I thought they were going to call in from different areas, but this is oh, even better. Uh, well, Paul was coming to visit me anyway. Then okay. Kyle called and Paul said, "Come on over." And then Lynn walked in, but we didn't uh, know she was coming. Yeah, well, well, my mother, when I pulled up, was expecting to get in the car and come to your house. I said, Ma, what are you doing? <laughs> she said, we're going to Tommy's. I said, no, it's the radio show. So, you know, go back in the house, pour yourself a glass of Zambuca, and let's have a chat. That's right. Exactly. She did everything no. but pour the Zambuca. Um, now, Auntie, I want you to uh, first of all, uh, what do you what do you want to say? Because hopefully later on, if they don't call in now, I'm hoping that we get some calls from some other uh, guests. But uh, I wanted to know what would you like to say to your entire clan? First of all, how many are there? My my clan, there yeah. are eighteen grandchildren. And my my clan is seven children. So twenty five. And then how about the? Well, how could we even count the the nieces and nephews and? The... Oh no, no, I I wouldn't even go there. Yeah, well, when we have our Morocco uh, reunion, there's always over a hundred. I want to mention Solomon if you Mention it. I I didn't hear it. What did you say? I said Mickey Mazes. Well, they don't come. We used to uh, invite them, but they don't come. But there's no nieces and nephews. Oh, you mean how many are there? I don't know. <laughs> Ninety-five. Cut us some slack. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and this is supposed to be just you and me, Tom? No, 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 Ma. You got stuck with us, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Now, you know, I along the way, first of all, you're, you're my favorite aunt. And I'm oh, really thank you. Aww, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That? Thank I don't, you. Well, <laughs> and you know, now that all the other aunts are gone, you were always my favorite aunt. <laughs> You are right. <laughs> there, there's no one else to love, right? <laughs> so, um, but I, I, you know, I, we go way back to the days of Roxbury, and of course, one oh, of the most. Oh yeah. One of the most. When you were in the hospital, that was awful. Yes, yes. and you and Uncle Carmen walked in with that radio. Oh, yeah, you had to put it together. <laughs> exactly. we, well, we figured it would take up some of your time. Yeah, exactly. Now, what is it? Now, some of the phones may be too close together, guys. We're getting a little echo. All right, Mom, if you shut a couple of them off and just go to speaker, I think you'll be fine. Here you go. Okay, so, Auntie, you know, all of the wisdom you've picked up, what would you like to say to your clan, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren? What is it, the lessons that you've learned 
along the way that you think it would be great if they also knew? Well, there is there is one thing that we've learned, and that is it's not no, not that one. <laughs> A person needs to be loved the most when he deserves to be loved the least. Nice. Nice. And that was one thing we tried to live by in this house. And is it, and obviously that's not easy. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, they, they are very mean talking like that, aren't they? <laughs> so, and, um, I mean, have you had to deal with a lot of that, do you feel, in your life? Yeah, there was. Um, you know, every, every bone in my body is old. They're all 95 years old. My teeth, my eyes, my ears. What can you do? Nothing. I'm very surprised I lived this long. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, you know, I saw that beautiful picture with your two sons beside you in a cropped out Lynn, but you look you would never <laughs> you would never know that you are ninety five. Well that was never. when she was thirty. Good daddy, yeah. So Sorry. okay, another lesson. Another thing that you'd like to leave to, with everybody that they should carry through their life, the lessons that you've learned? Well, I have learned that family is the most important thing in this life. If you're good to each other, every everything will fall into place. I have the seven kids, and I hate to brag about them now because three of them are here. But, it's with me, Mom. <laughs> yeah, no, really. Um, oh, you let me lose my train of thought. Yeah, you said you were going to talk, brag about your seven children. Well, I have to. I mean, they have been. If I didn't have them, I don't know what I do. They have been so good to me especially since Daddy died, Uncle Carmen died. And uh, the things, you know, all I have to do is say, you know, I need this, and they come running. Exactly. Yeah. Think it's easy? Well, <laughs> do you think it's easy? I'll have to add these as I hear them, just in case the audience doesn't hear them. Uh, well, some of them can't run as fast as they used to. Oh, I'm <laughs> Kush not. Riding the bike and one of them chasing you? Yeah. Well, okay, Paul so two... Chasing you? <laughs> two beautiful lessons. Number one, you know, the people who need to be treated the best are those who at the time are, you would think that need to be the least because of what they're doing. And the second is family, and obviously 
that was the thing today that is, seems to be so lacking is that the uh, new generation doesn't understand that. They didn't have it. And how I remember those beautiful holidays in Roxbury at, with uh, Nana getting the uh, homemade pasta ready for, for weeks and all of that fantastic food and to have 26 people at the table. And, you know, you can't replace those beautiful memories. No, I know it. They're now, all good memories. Now, other than the time that I announced that you made a, a better lasagna than Nana. <laughs> I was just going to ask, Tommy, now that Nana's gone, who's was better? It was. <laughs> you know, that was certainly a memorable, I don't know if that was Easter or Christmas, but it was certainly a time I never forgot. It was, it was Easter, I think. Okay, now, Auntie, do you, how about some other memorable moments about all of those beautiful times? Well, you know, first, there's the family, and if you don't have the family, you don't have anything, really. And um, when we all got together on the holidays, there was nothing that could replace that. You know, everybody was... Everybody was happy, and they just ate like uh, there's no tomorrow. Absolutely. And, you know, um, one of the things that I cherish is obviously my my connection to you, to Uncle Carmen, even to, I remember, Esso. I mean, all of those, the, the energy that used to be in those rooms, the, the excitement, you're right, the conversations, the loud. And, you know, to think of... My memories of it all are the amazing cast of characters, you know, from, really, from Uncle Carmen and you and from Uncle Lesto, Sam Siciliano, <laughs> and his just Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like... Cool. Go ahead, yeah, say something. Can you add some more about those beautiful times? Well, you know... Uh, there, there was just nothing to beat them. You know what I mean? Everything was high class at that time. And uh, all I know is God has been good to me with all these kids who have been good to me. And uh, I would, I cherish it. And Absolutely. I yeah. And I just... Now, can you talk I, some more? About the, I, I totally agree about the class thing. Talk about that a little bit, would you? About how everybody was dressed. Oh, yeah. Come Easter boy, and everybody looked like they were going to a party. They all looked so good. They, I remember when the kids were little, I'd go out and buy them a complete suit. They were. One, uh, I only had five kids then, and the two two little boys had those uh, yeah, not top hats, with just the hat with with a, a crease in the middle, like yeah, yeah, well, that's what Paul said. I don't know what to call them, and uh, I'll never forget uh, the druggist was coming by, and we were taking a picture, and he said. 
That is the most beautiful picture I've ever seen. And you know, that made me feel so good. It really oh. did. Of course, you know, and it just shows you how the times have changed because today it would be the drug dealer coming by. And the jeans, yeah. Um, I, I, I feel sorry for the next generation. I really do because it, does, it seems to me there's not that love that we had years ago. And the kids today just don't seem to care enough. You know what I'm saying? I totally know. You know, and everybody tells me to shut up about it, but it's so we. I feel bad for them because they will never experience the love that we all have. You're right. And, you know, they don't dress for the holidays. They look like, um, you know, torn jeans on the knees. Any of your yep. friendships dress like that? No. Well, that is true. All right. Now, I guess, you know, my mind is working here, and I remember you know, visiting you and Uncle Carmen down the Cape. And, I mean, you've had so many, you've had over nine and a half decades of, uh, you know, such beautiful experiences. And you've seen times times change and everything. Can you talk about some one of those experiences, Some of, like whether it was the Cape or you, you went somewhere and, you know, something happened that stuck with you? Well... Everything, it seems to me, everywhere I went, I would cherish that because that was always a happy time for me. And when Carmen was around, things were so different. He always kept us on the, and even playing, you know. He just, even when he and I had to fight about something, uh, we never fought in front of the kids. That's not true. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? <laughs> but uh, really and true, Carmen and I, we never, the kids never saw us fighting. When I... When I got really upset with him, I wouldn't say anything in front of the kids. Afterwards, I'd say, let's go in the room. And then I would ball the heck out of it. There was, there was never a fight in public, but you could cut the silence with a knife. My father was just sitting there, and my mother would just be sitting, standing there at the stove, and no conversation which was totally antithetical to how they lived their lives ordinarily, which is always goofing around, talking, laughing. So when there was silence, though they never did verbally fight, we knew there was a cold war going on. <laughs> well, I had the opposite in Roxbury. We, uh, when there was a fight, there was a <laughs> <laughs> there was no hiding it. <laughs> no, no, it was loud. That's right. You know, loud, oh, God. oh, was it loud? Woo! Um, yeah. Now, 
you, you know, everything that you're talking about is this unbelievable love and the love that you and Uncle Carmen had, the love you've had for your kids. And, you know, and, and you know, I, I just want to, because these, I want this show to be about things that you want to, to use as guiding principles for, you know, your kids and your grandkids and whatever to, to understand. You went through some, obviously, some extremely tragic times. And what got you through that? Well, I tell you, when that happened, I thought the world owed me a living. And I was a grumpy old lady. I never said too much. I was always thinking, well, you better not say hello to me. You know, things like that. Then after many, uh, many lawyers... uh, what do you call them? After many sessions with the psychiatrist? Yes. After many sessions with the psychiatrist, I decided that, you know, it's really not the world's fault. It's my fault. So then I started becoming uh, really loving people whether I loved them or not. But, but no, that was a tragic time, and it took me three or four years to get over it, really. And, of course, I'm still not over it. But. Oh, we're talking about Roy? Roy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Tommy, you knew Roy probably. Oh, he's the best, yeah. The best of anybody. Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, it, right, you know, and I was, I was so young, I was, maybe four or something, and I'll never forget, you know, it was obviously tragic for all of us. And, again, you know, I th- Auntie, you know, I have to say, you're, you're keying on the, the one word that just keeps coming back and again. And everything I received from you and Uncle Carmen and, and everything, it was all that love. And uh, they tell, my mother tells the story that uh, when I was having convulsions once, you actually... Uh, Stuck your finger in my right. mouth. Finger in your mouth, yeah. I still it have is. the scar. Oh my God! Wow. My my uh, little finger. Nice job, Tommy. Bit my mother. <laughs> listen. That was before the braces. Listen, when you you and uh, Roy were little and you'd go out and play. Um. Not fifteen minutes later, I would go downstairs. And Roy, he looked like a, a masked, mellow man. And you were still so clean. And I said, I said to your mother, how come he's so clean? And Roy went out earlier than he did. And he, she said, oh, I don't know. But, boy, you must have been such a clean nut growing up. No, he's not. not You know, one of the things that I remember is how much respect everybody had for Nana. Yeah. That's true. You know, and how much love they had for Nana. And obviously, you know, we were brought up by Nana. Oh, yeah, you were, yeah. Tommy, did she live with you from the time you can remember? 
Yes, you know, she lived with us right till the time she died. You know, she was in the nursing home yeah. for a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was. And she she even lived with us when she was really sick. She had something that oh, it was terrible when she would get sick. But um, yeah. you know, you know, we were so blessed because we had Nana, which meant that you guys always came there, and so we we had this great experience of people coming through uh, the door all the time. And it was like I said that you can't. You know, the social skills we learned, the values we learned, and you're saying today that the most valuable thing, and I totally agree with you, is family, love, obviously friends. Um, Now, one thing I want to ask you, you were always amazing to me because not only did you have a huge family, but you were so active. Um, you, You were crossing, you know, you were in the police force, you were crossing guard. You uh, were into politics. Um, you know, you want to talk a little bit about that, how you were able to uh, to, do, to do all of that? Well, you know, uh, Janine had been my baby until she was 10 years old. And then I had Carl after 10 years. But in between that time, I tried to... Uh, I was always home, though. When they were home, I was home. But uh, in that time is when I got involved with politics between Janine's uh, 10 years and Kyle just being born. And uh, then I had Lynn, and I would greet her with the carriage down to the corner where I had my my uh my crossing duty and um they grew up with me. One day I was so angry at uh Roy for doing something. He jumped out of the kindergarten window and then when I got him I was walking him to school again and I just you know, squeezed his hand so much that he kept saying, you hurt me, you hurt me. You know, I didn't care. But, you know, they already reported me. And the the teacher said, I hear you were beating your son up very quietly. I said, yeah. (laughs) he, he He jumped out of the kindergarten window and the teacher didn't know where he was. I started looking for him. I couldn't find him. Then he, I found him at home, and I had to walk him back to school. It wasn't pleasant, <laughs> let me tell you. You know, I want to, uh, since they're there, I want, uh, why don't you start, Paul? Why don't you say some things that, you know, you remember the most significant things about the history of your family and your mom? What stands out the most? Okay. So there's a, a story I told when we took Nona on her 90th cruise. Uh, it was a black tie evening, and it was a special event for all the family that was uh, there. And um, it was a camping trip that we had gone on with the Sicilianos. 
and we were out in the middle of the woods somewhere, and you knew my father, you knew that he wasn't much of an outdoorsy type guy, and none of us had ever really been camping before, and the whole outdoor experience was a little much for a four- or five-year-old guy, however old I was. But I remember that I couldn't sleep, and my mother came into my tent and picked me up, and I fell asleep, and waking up, it was daylight, and I was still in my mother's arms. Now, I have no idea how much time it passed, whether it was just before dawn that she picked me up, and it was only an hour or whatever it was, but I just remember waking up, and my first conscious thought was, wow, this is really a tremendous thing that she would hold me for however long it, it's been. And then, I, you know, she's just comforted me for all this time. That's just one of many, many instances of, you know, the devotion and love that she's shown to me. And, you know, each one of my brothers and sisters, I'm sure, has similar, with the exception of Nikki, because we all kind of shunned him. But um, <laughs> each of the brothers and sisters have uh, stories of, you know, my mother, whether it was staying up all night to sew a hem on a dress or make a dress fit just right or fix a basketball uniform that wasn't right. And she always put us first. And that's uh, the enduring quality that she has and uh, has demonstrated time and time again to all of us kids. And, you know, the hope is that we've imparted that on our kids you know, to whatever level, I don't know that it can be duplicated, but she certainly set an incredible example in that regard. So just uh, her, her, her presence uh, has always been a great comfort. And, you know, you don't call her for a day and she gets mad at you because she doesn't know how to play back her answering machine to find out that you have called her, but you still have to deal with the rat. So... Uh, <laughs> So now I'll turn the phone over to my brother Kyle. He's got a lot of stories. I want to have a very troubled child. All right, before 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 I let Kyle do that, Auntie, how does that? Do you see what kind of a legacy you've left on this planet? What kind of legacy you've left? Love, love of family. Oh, you ever asking me what? Yeah, you know. I mean, there's just one story about an example you set because of the love you gave everybody, that, and that that will be passed on. I really hope so. I hope so. Kyle will say a few words now. Okay, Kyle, go ahead. Gee, I'm First of all, Tommy, I I, hate, I want everybody to know I hate my family. A lot of hate. A lot of hate, a lot of deception. And by the way, I was looking at the uh, your show, your show's analytical stuff. You're over 100,000 listeners tonight, so congratulations on that. <laughs> a couple of benefits that uh, I would just uh, I'll keep it short. But a couple of benefits that I know of having a big family, uh, one of which is the toilet seat was always warm. Uh, sometimes a little moist as well, but always warm. But being um, the youngest boy, and second youngest, and having a, an older brother who was uh, 19 years older than I, and who coached me in everything, it was amazing. I think it was my 13th birthday, and I said to my mother, I said, Mom, why is my football coach at my birthday party? 
She said that's not your coach, Carl. That's your that's your brother. <laughs> it wasn't until I was searching that I realized that uh, Nick was my older brother and not just my coach. So. <laughs> I don't know. Keep going. You're on a roll. I I feel no, no. I just I I I feel bad for people that uh, that grow up in like a single family home, single sibling home. Which uh, just the benefit that they don't see is uh, they fight early. Big family fights early, but uh, they start to uh, get a little older and 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 start to get a perspective on the important things in life. There's just no greater strength than having brothers and sisters, and uh, listen to clearly it starts with uh, good parenting from Olympia and Common. So I've been blessed in, in having oh, five old siblings that's kind of paved the way and having the perspective enough to see what I wanted to be like and what I didn't want to be like because I had plenty of examples of things I didn't want to be. <laughs> you know, like smoking weed in the third grade and whatnot. Hey, 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 I'm in the room. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, no, that's uh, that's about something up. I love my mother very much. We miss our dad, but uh, I see him both every single day in, in my brothers and sisters. That's beautiful. And, Auntie, you know, one of the things that um, I, I think your family Talking was blessed certainly is a legacy even to this day was the sense of humor. Do, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, we got that from Daddy, from Uncle Carmen. Absolutely. Everything, uh, you know, even if you were upset and he walked in the room and saw you upset, he would make a joke uh, out of something and you'd have to get over your mad stuff, you know. But we do miss him, Tommy. Oh, absolutely. I do. I do. I don't think there's, you know, a week or so that goes by that I don't remember him. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I feel blessed that we shared, he and I shared the same birthday. And, you know. That's right, you do. Well, you know, and the fact that in in those holidays that the, we got the chance, I mean, one of the things about Uncle Carmen especially was that he was really interested in us. Yeah. And he would the time and engage in long conversations with us. That's true. He always made kids feel like they were people, not kids. They're grown-up people, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It was, you know, again, it's a gift, an amazing gift to have you and him and and, the other, you know, you want to talk, um, you know, I thought lately, you know, I knew I was going to do this, but you know, Auntie Vicky was an amazing woman. Oh, she could do anything. She could absolutely do anything. She would do the electrical stuff around uh, with the wires. She showed me how to do it, too. And she could paint. She could do anything. God bless her. She could cook. She was, she was an amazing cook. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. And, so, you know, uh, even though I felt, you know, obviously there was much more warmth from you. She had, you knew that underneath that tough exterior she had. Yeah, she was, right. she really yeah that's true. 
Paul, uh, Janine wants to say, want, Janine wants to, uh, no, Janine. Lynn, Lynn, Lynn wants to talk to you. Excellent. Hey, Lynn, I'm sorry I cropped you out, honey. Yeah, no, she, she's very upset that she has to wait. She's always had this, you know, the youngest child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put a little closer to the speaker? Is this better? That's better. I am Go ahead. Nobody knows they have. <laughs> so anyway, I want me to tell you something about my mom. Yeah, if you can get a little closer to that speaker, it's echoing a little bit. Okay, is this better? Yeah, much better. Take much that better. speaker, sir. I'm sorry, I'm on Carl's phone. So, okay, much better. Um, one, of, one of my mom's claims, claims to fame is um, she's the only, when she was back in her 80s, um, she's the only grandmother I know that would put children on their on her lap and slide down the stairs with them because it was fun. <laughs> and um, people would say, I've never heard of that. I said, yeah, but she likes it. So anyway, uh, my mother has been an amazing nonna to her 18 grandchildren, and uh, my kids are very, very close to her because she just is a good listener. And um, she makes time. She makes time. So I've been very blessed. You know, my first child, she's turning 18 this month, but when she was born, she was two months early, and I was ill-prepared. Think You would think being youngest of eight, I would be very prepared, but I was very ill-prepared. <laughs> and my mom swooped in and saved the day often. Uh, my kid didn't sleep, she didn't eat, and my mom would trek out and spend nights with me, and she just did everything she could to make it easier. And um, I feel very blessed that she is so giving in that way. I will probably never be as giving as she, <laughs> but um, she's a very good role model, and uh, my kids have really, you know, their nana is everything to them. Because she is so she is so involved. In fact, uh, she was in Springfield this weekend at a cheerleading competition. All you know, all day Sunday. She doesn't miss things. She's still showing up, uh, you know, to cheer them on. So she's been a great gift to my kids. That's beautifully well, put. And thank you, Lynn, for sharing that. And, and Tom, this wouldn't this show would not be complete unless we talked a little bit about my mother's. Athletic exploits. <laughs> because okay, I guess I'm done. Bye, Tom. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You see how he just cut me off like that? He was done with me. I'm so used to it. All right, give me Bye. the phone, Lynn. You're done. Get out of here. All right, yeah, thanks for coming by. So anyways, we, what we really need to expound on just a little bit, I know that we're running up against the clock and My mother is no, no, very... We're fine. We got, we got plenty of time. She's very humble, and humility is, you know, an adjective that's constantly attached to my mother. But, you know, we we were probably all, you know, early teens before she really started to talk about the fact that 
she was an incredible basketball player, my mother. And what uh, what, a, a lot of people, of what a lot of people don't know, and my mother will back me up when I tell you this, is she never missed a basket. She never missed a basket. And Larry Bird missed, Michael Jordan missed, but my mother never missed. And she was so good that the, the teachers came to my mother's house and begged my mother's mother that she could go and play on the varsity team because she was that good. Now, I've kind of set it up for her. Again, she's very humble and great humility. But I'm going to turn the phone over to her, and she will substantiate everything that I've just said. Go ahead, Mom. Tom, that's all a big lie. <laughs> The only thing, the only thing I have to say about that is I was in the seventh grade, and years ago, years and years ago, they didn't have women uh, teams. We used to play intramural. Is that what you're right. saying? Right. Yeah. So I never missed the basket. Amazing. So all they do is kid me about it. They. Tell everybody they know that I never missed a basket. And and see, listen to him. It's amazing. But you know, I, I that was seventh grade. And you were were you were you good? Was was my mother good? Is that the question you're asking? Yeah, that's the question. Was she as good as at, at basketball as you're saying? Uh, I, I, I I missed the first part. Of I got your speaking that, now, so I can hear what saying, you said, Tommy. You're, you're saying that she was a really good basketball player, and I'm wondering if you're pulling the leg I don't have. Oh, now, Tom, we let's don't get personal about leg pulling, okay? Because <laughs> you know we could hop we could hop around that subject all day long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, the the fact the, the fact of the matter is, and she's sticking to the story, and and I beat her up pretty good about the fact that she never missed. But you heard her by her own words; she never missed. And you know, I, I think that that's probably she's probably the only person on the planet Earth that's played basketball and never missed. And I think that that is her epithet, that right there. Um, <laughs> See, um, my mother is so proud. She won't admit now after all these years that she might have missed once or twice. Paul, <laughs> oh, I never missed, right, Ma? <laughs> you hearing that, Tommy? I heard it. it. I heard it. Yeah, she never missed. I and I it. told her, I told her, when that day comes, I'm asking the guy that does the headstones at the very bottom. I just want him to write on there, she never missed. Well, you know, the way Auntie Limp is going, you know, and – Auntie, what you are a young ninety-five. Let's be real about it. Had a boy, Paul. Uh, Tom, mom, it's Tom. It's Tom. Had a boy. Where to go, Stevie? Oh, mom, it's Tom. Frankie, where to go, Frankie? No, it's Tom. And and you know, obviously, the thing that keeps you this young is the time you spend with your grandkids, the time you spend with your kids. Yes. Yes, she says I'm mean to her, Tom. But I keep <laughs> I keep her on her toes. 
Yeah, I, I confront her. On, I confront her on the little things in life. Right. So um, that keeps you young. What, besides, okay, Paul, you got the mic. Besides love, what was the greatest thing that your mom's taught you? He asked me beyond love, what is the greatest thing that you've taught me? Um, well, love encompasses a bunch of things, as you know. Um, but I think the totality of family and what that means and what it represents and that you, you only get one shot at it and there are no second chances and, you know, you, you make your bed, you sleep in it. And um, I think that uh, our family uh, is a testament to what her and my dad filled in each of us. Uh, we get together not because we have to, but we genuinely enjoy each other. And uh, if if it's in our power to vacation together, we do that. Uh, and our kids are all very close with one another, the, the next generation of kids. And, um, you know, that, that comes from mom and dad. And uh, very, very happy and proud to say that I'm a Pascal Roser and that my mother is my mother. And, uh, you know, I, I, I refuse to watch a ball game with her. Uh, you know, she's very opinionated. Lynn watches a ball game with her because, you know, none of her sons will watch a ball game with her, but, uh, she's not, she's not fun to watch a ball game with. And, you know, we've had this discussion and we've both come to terms with it. And, you know, on the rare occasions where I, when I invite her up to watch a game, she goes, you don't really want me to come. And I say, you're right, Ma, I don't want you to come, but I feel bad if I don't invite you. So at least, you know, it's a thought that counts. (laughs) <laughs> um, Auntie Liv, do you want to uh, you want to go right down the line and share a story about each one of your kids? Something you remember? You know she's getting old, Tom. Right? I don't know if she has enough time to do this. <laughs> Just one quick story, maybe. Okay, I'll, I'll give you the name, man. You give a, a one sentence or two sentence thing. Nikki. He was never home. He was always <laughs> out playing ball. I think this is supposed to be something nice. Nice? Well, that's nice. You didn't like him around? That's not nice, Mark. Come on. It's not See? nice? No. He's going to be listening. <laughs> well, listen. He was in charge of a million kids through his lifetime, teaching them how to play either baseball or, or basketball or football. And I think that's great. That was very nice, Mana. See, now that was that was more on the upbeat kind of side. Oh, right. So now you get another ch- chance with Candy. When you get to me, I want to be really positive. So Candy, <laughs> Candy, uh, Candy. She got nothing. She got nothing. Uh, listen, listen, can- Candy. Candy's been awfully good to me, and she comes over once. Every couple of weeks, takes takes an order from me and goes down and buys it for me, which I think is the best thing. My, you're not that I need. You can't do it yourself. That's that's the least she could do. She should come once a week. Well, what about you? You could come on the off week. Do I ever come and shop for you? Yeah. All right. So now we're getting to me. Now we're getting somewhere. All right. So you 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 Are you next? I'm next. 
You know, they're right here. What can I say? I, Paul. Most, most loving. No. Eli? All right. <laughs> no, Paul has been very good to very me. Very good to you. Oh, college. Don't worry. We'll get to you. Shut up. Sit over there and shut up. And Rappy? Uh, that's it? That's it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, listen, Paul, if it wasn't for him sometimes, we wouldn't be able to get together. He, he gets things organized, and he's very good at it. Thanks, man. Glad yeah. you came by after all. Mm-hmm. I did steal the No, tell, tell him about what you're doing. No, this is about you. So now, okay, now that was enough about me, although I would have liked a little bit more embellishment. How about Rappy? <laughs> Rappy, I wish he was around, but he's not. Yeah, well, he had to get out of town, you know, with, what with Rocco and uh, Vito looking for him. Uh, but, you know, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Yeah, he had, a, he had, some, he had some rough times. But I'll, I'm gonna say, I'll say about Rappy. That you know, yeah, okay, well, just you know how he turned his life around. I mean, he's you know he's a minister, ordained. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you know that. Oh. Yes. I know it. He's he's very God fearing. Every time we travel away from, you know, we go away with him. I, I hear he's always in with Robin, going, "Oh God, oh God." <laughs> so, you know, I know he's a very devout man. <laughs> All right, Janine. Janine is a um, stewardess with Liberty Mutual, and uh, she's very good at what she does, and she's good, awfully good to me, too. Yeah, she's always flying around. She's always, you know. Yeah, and she also does a lot of the, um, when we have something, she always Put together yeah. to make it look real good. I, w- I kind of wanted to do what she did, but I really couldn't take the pressure. So that, I guess, wraps it up for all your kids then, huh? No. Oh. <laughs> there's, there's a cow. The next one is cow. He's been very and, good. Yeah, he's been very good, too. I don't know what to say about these kids. They're all good, even Lynn Ann. Even Lynn's good. She's She's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know what? Um, say something. Say something nice about him. No one will want to. About who? Carl? He's sitting over there. He's feeling bad now. Yeah, Carl. Bring your coffee a couple of days a week. Listen, my son, Carl, brings me coffee. Three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, every nice. single morning. And I think that's very – oh, and, and Carl, uh, Paul will call me from wherever he is oh, and said – And Carl, uh, Paul says, my mom, come on by. Do you want a coffee? Most times I say yes, but Carl uh, doesn't have to ask me. He just brings it. That's a good kid right there, Mark. <laughs> That's right. That's a good yeah. kid right there. 
and cooked. Then we get to the baby of the family. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Talk about what Lynn has done for you in your life. Well, when she was little, I did a lot for her. I don't have... <laughs> she takes you in. She feeds you. She, you got you, 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 the only house in the family where you have your own bedroom suite. <laughs> yeah, in in Lynn, in Lynn's house, when they built it, they made a room for me. Cover the walls. And it's even got a, a shower and toilet in there. You get a toilet in the bathroom? <laughs> That's awesome. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they they have, and her husband, who never smiles, oh but he talks to me and smiles. And he... Um, and he's good to us. He's good to Lynn. He's good to me. He's good to the kids. One of them yep. is going off to college this September, and she's going to University of Alabama. And then the, she's got another one that's going the week after that, a year wow. after that. Yep. yep. So, you know, so we've run through the family and... Uh... Yeah, my mother's very short on breath right now. How you doing, Doug? You holding up? <laughs> you know, he's awful mean to me. <laughs> get, it, get it out, Auntie Lynn. Tell it all. This is your chance. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the world, this is on record, so the world knows. What do you mean? And, uh, it's going to be... Gonna live in eternity in the in the cloud, ma. You know, get up to yeah. speed technology wise, will you please? Yeah, this is oh, well. this is uh this will be here forever. Huh? Is it all over? It's, we're winding down. Yeah, my mother's asking she's whispering in my ear, is it all over? I do wanna say this to Carl. Carl was right, my uh I needed a boost in the ratings and I know if I had a show with the past Garoses, I'd top the charts. <laughs> I'm sure this one's off the chat. <laughs> Auntie, yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to take I, this. I want to tell you just before I forget. You know, I um, I need a lot of yard to be done. Oh yeah, Paul. And <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, Paul, Paul. Paul doesn't know what end of the hammer is. <laughs> and I, I have to ask him to do it, but I don't think he will. <laughs> my point is, I ask everybody to do my my yard, and nobody wants to do it. You're right. You're right. You're right. Nobody wants to do yard because they'd have to hang around with you. So anyway, <laughs> so do you have any you know parting shots and conclusion anything? Because you know. Lynn's over there tapping her foot. She she had a dinner date with mom that mom obviously forgot about. So they were supposed to they had reservations at six ten. So they were a little bit late for that reservation. You forgot about well, I'm dinner. She came back because we got to hear her, even though we cropped her out of the picture. Yeah, cropped her out of the picture and uh, you know stole a little bit of her thunder. I, I pulled the phone away from her. But, you know that's a little fodder for the Thanksgiving table. You know. Well, I this has been everything I expected. It's been fun. Did you have fun, Auntie? 
Of course I did, Tom. Always speaking to you is fun. Oh, man, that's beautiful. It is beautiful. Uh, Don't pay any attention to Paul now. I think he's a little bit woozy. A little woozy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love getting woozies with the Pasca Roses and breaking out the Sambuca. Yeah, we haven't seen you for a while, Tom. I know, but everybody moved. There's nobody's in Foxborough anymore, right? No, they're still there. They're still at the house? Yeah, in fact, the next the next Thanksgiving and Christmas, they announced that Easter are going to be the last two holidays. They're going to sell. So you better make hay while the sun's shining, buddy. There's my father telling me all along they moved to the Cape. No, they got a place on the Cape, but they still have Foxborough. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, and I yeah. want to come by. Well, next time I will come by. Fair well, enough. I- I wanted to take this, I wanted to first of all record this because I think it's going to be very special forever. As Paul says, it'll be here forever. And you, you've given us some beautiful words and beautiful things to live by. And and you've been just a super, super human, super woman, super human, super mother, super aunt, just uh, <laughs> loving and giving. And that's why you get so much of it back because you give so much. Uh, oh, thank you, Tom. Uh, how was your father? <laughs> Talk to him off here, will you please? This is, this well, is, you know. He just got back from Florida. He spent four months in Florida. He, took he did? Yep, he took himself down there, and he rented a condo, and he had a blast. Awesome. Good for him. Yeah, yeah he's That's both great. of you. Both of, both of you rocking well into the 90s. It's uh, You guys are an inspiration for all of us. How old your father? 91. He'll be 92 in July. Is that right? Good for him. I didn't know he was uh, as old as the 90s. I thought he was still in the 80s. No, no, no. And uh, you guys are, are certainly breaking ground for all of us, so we appreciate that. <clears throat> Amen. Hey, Tom, you've been a real great nephew, and I love you to death. And you too. And I, this was a really, uh, thank you for doing this because it's really special to me. And it's been, as always, whenever the Pasco Roses get together, the humor comes out, the love comes out. It's an amazing connection. And, you know, my life would have been really bankrupt. I can't even imagine a life without all of you guys. All right, Tomas. Thanks, buddy. Well, a little sorry Sweeney didn't show, but hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> thank you guys, and thank you whoever listens. And uh, I sure this with will go around with all of the uh, nieces, nephews, etc., and the siblings. And uh, thank you so much. It was uh, thank you, Auntie. I love you so much. I thanks, love you Tommy. Too. God bless, thank buddy. You. Right, see you, guys. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, man. Bye, bye. Did you have a call? Did you say it's over? The show is over? Well, no, no. Wait, wait. who's this? Thomas, I wanted to get two cents worth in edgewise for the in-laws. Who's this? This is Sally. Sally! (laughs) (laughs) Nick, Nick, we're trying to get you. Oh, is that, was that the 617 he called on my cell phone? 
Yes, he did. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you're you're here. Don't don't no. Don't hang up because this is great. Now you can say anything you want. You're not going to be interrupted. No. Well, Nicholas wants to say something. Okay, good. Okay, well, first of all, I have to, I have to put a shot in for the five great grandchildren. Go ahead. And tour touring college. One got her license last week, and ten and twelve. Unbelievable. The lights of my life. <laughs> Unbelievable. I know. Hang on. I'll give you the oldest son. Okay. And, uh, we love you. you. Hold on. Did you hear the, well, any of the show? We listened to the whole show. Oh, fantastic. We, but we're in Florida, so hang on. Oh, okay. Thomas. Nick. This is the oldest brother of the clan, number one son for Ollie. Now, here I am surfing the net, minding my own business in Florida. And what do I come across? My famous cousin, my mother, who's 95, and my brothers. And you're on a radio program without the guy who could be the star to boost your ratings. I don't get it. <laughs> well, listen, you weren't missing because if you miss, listened, you were, you were, you were throughout the, the entire conversation we had. Excuse me, Tom, Tom. I was listening. All right, and Cal said he didn't know his brother, okay? My mother didn't even mention the fact that I brought a coffee on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Cal's the favorite son. That was also <laughs> <laughs> And he thought you were, I love the fact that he thought you were his coach. Yeah, right. That, that, yeah, that's the best thing you could say about me, I think. Anyway, is my mother still on? No, she... Um... They they took off, I guess, Lynn in. But this is great. This is okay because now you can talk without being interrupted. All right. Oh, Jesus, that's a bargain in that family, you know. How are you doing? <laughs> We're doing great here. In fact, the, the thing that I love about this whole uh, radio show podcast is exactly that. This is a podcast. It can be listened to anytime, anywhere. Anybody can access it, whether it's on iTunes or they go to the radio station. But it's, uh, you know, it's a feed. I just found out. It's a feed that you can pick up with almost any of these, um, you know, varied and multi-varied uh, places to access. So it's available for everybody to listen to. But, well, you know, it's um, interesting because I'm I'm in Florida on vacation, and I'm been I'm picking it up just fine over the internet. Yeah, it's amazing. This technology is crazy, you know. And uh, I know it's scary. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I want to. I asked. If, well, you heard the show, and I asked everybody what uh, something they wanted to say about uh, Limp. What do you want to say? Uh, well, you know, uh, God bless her. God bless her for the number of children she had and uh, the way they brought us up there. Yeah, I think Paul said it pretty well. You know, the values we have clearly come from the mother and the father. They were great. You know, and uh, a lot of times when we get into trouble, you know, we remember we we truly remember the things they have told us. You know, like uh, you don't demand respect; you earn it. Uh, you know, your integrity is something you can never forfeit. You know, once you've lost it, you've lost it. You know, things like that. Now you treat others, as you well know, Tom. We grew up in a black, you know, community. Uh, you and I uh, on yep. Cleveland Street in Roxbury, and you know, we were never taught. Uh, to treat them any differently than anybody else. I mean, from the very beginning, it was, uh, you know, they're, they're equal to us, and they're, 
nice to us, you know, and we're nice to them, and, and that's how you treat them. And all those things stuck with us, you know, and that's how we handle a lot of the, uh, you know, some of the crisis moments in our life, you know. So she was uh, she was wonderful. She did a lot of things. My God, she was uh, all of her community involvement and well known for her police guide uh, police uh, activities uh, and um, a pillar of the community. Very nice to everybody all the time. And even today, she's like, uh, it was like when Ted Williams walked into the fantasy baseball camp, all the pro stop, you know, he was a showstop, and that's how my mother is in any crowd. I mean, if she's in any event, uh, people just come up to her and acknowledge her. And it's, it's great to have someone like that as a mother. Well, both of your parents had amazing charisma. Absolutely. Absolutely. That that certainly, um, you guys are certainly heirs of that. Um, You know, I mean, it passes down. I mean, there's nothing, you know, when I, the holidays come around, I just love being around, you know, and that's where I head because I know it's going to be warm and loving and most of all fun. Yeah, and and you uh, kind of add to that, you know. (laughs) You funny guy, you. Well, I, well, you know, I, whenever I talk about the holidays, I will never forget Uncle Carmen would stand was it have every in those those days it was highballs. Everybody had a highball. <laughs> yeah, right. right? You remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was a great, great as a kid because what would we do? They they would have us make them for them. Remember? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Even though we in didn't know court, what the hell was in the damn thing. Well, <laughs> we made it. We knew there was whiskey and ginger or whatever. And and it, when we made them, we always tasted them. <laughs> <laughs> From from the time I made it to the time it hit their hands, I had, had taken a couple of sips myself. But um, yeah. <laughs> how blessed were we, you know, especially you guys, but but Uncle Carmen and that combination of love and humor to to have that as is you know is a part of our DNA. I mean, I mean, what the hell? Oh yeah, he uh, yeah he was uh, he. He was just fun to be around. He was a high value person too, and you know the whole thing was was really good from a family situation. I don't know how they did it, to be honest with you, Tom. When we lived at Thirty Four Park Street, you know, there wasn't enough room for all of us to sleep. And of course, I was a guy that went to the attic, I went to the reception hall, you know, I went to the laundry room to find a bed. But you know, the seven kids. My dad was working two jobs, and I felt at an early age I felt bad for him. Because he had to come home exhausted, then we had to go out and do floors and everything, you know. But uh, they held it together. God bless them all. You know, the parents, yeah, uh, you know, my mother, I, my father, they held well, it together. I, well, yeah, and I think it's so sad. You know, everybody today is well. You know, you can only have one or two kids. You got to make the things meet and this and right. that. But no matter what, you're right. No matter how many kids people had, they all grew up and turned out well. <laughs> yes. You yep, know, so I, agree. I have I have enough faith to think that there's always a guiding hand to uh, to make that happen. And uh, you know, and look at the you know here you have seven kids with all of your grandkids and and great grandkids, et cetera, like Sally just said. And what gives more purpose to life than than that? Well, you know, Tom, when you think about it, growing up, and it, especially when you look at today's environment and all the bad things that are happening. I really appreciate more today how I was brought up. Not that everything was perfect, but the values were sound. The foundation was good. 
you know, and if I was wrong, I was wrong. And, yep. uh, it, you know, uh, that's right. We, um, you know, and I've, I've been married to Sally now 50 years. Don't tell anybody. And, uh, but we've been, you know, what I've learned from my parents and her from her parents, uh, we, we've moved on to our children. And uh, I have no complaints. And to my mother's great-grandchildren, you know, the five of those kids are all good kids, you know. And it's uh, uh, if, if the foundation is right when it starts out, you know, it should go right through the whole thing. And the same with your family, too, Tommy. Look at your family. Same thing. Okay, good yep. values, good sound. You know, we've all weathered tough things. Life life is tough, you know. But when you take a look at it, is it a good life? Yeah, it's been pretty good. And just because you have a conflict or two doesn't make it a bad life. It's how you handle it. It's how you negotiate life, period. Exactly. You know, and again, you know, when I read the, uh, I don't know if you were, my mother's um service i read the uh the eulogy i wrote for her and i started off saying that they were the greatest generation and boy are they the greatest generation oh no question to I me mean, compared to uh, those people think about it uh, you know i tell people my grandparents four of them came over through ellis island the right way didn't ask for anything you know bore down did the work contributed to america became great citizens and today it's going to hell in the handbasket uh, and I hate bad. to say that, and it's my mother's thing, but, you know, we're talking values here, okay? And uh, those values aren't necessarily being perpetuated through our great country, and we have to do something about it. I totally agree, and, and that's that's something that maybe you and I will do on a different program. But, you know, i got to tell a couple of stories about Uncle Carmen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, first of all, the classic of classics, I think the first time that I ever – could not laugh at the funniest thing I ever saw was uh, he. I think I've told you this a million times. Well, first of all, I gotta. I want to go on record saying, you gave me a bank, a world bank, a metal world bank, a little little tiny savings bank, when I was about I don't know eight nine years old, and you gave it to me for Christmas. I had that thing till I think it was in my fifties. <laughs> Could I open it? And every time, every time I looked at that bank, I thought of you. So, you know, I think this, the whole idea of giving and when people give something, something like that, you, they don't understand the impact that the imprint that makes on somebody. So, first of all, but the night, you know what I'm going to tell the story of the night that Carmen just had reprimanded you. We were on the sec, we were on because you guys lived on the second floor. That's right. That, that's at Fort Cleveland. Fort Cleveland Street. Yeah. that's correct. Well, Park. I mean, Park Street. Oh, in Park Street. Okay, okay. Park Street. Yeah, you Park. Yes, no, go ahead. Just, right. He had just he had just scolded the hell out of you for something, and so he went over to the window. <clears throat> he was on a tear. It was the first time I ever saw him pissed, and he was on a tear, and he started yelling at the kids in the backyard, and you, <laughs> you started mouthing, and just audible enough for me to hear. You kept saying, "Jump, go ahead, jump." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, did he? <laughs> but I talk about his humor coming back at him. Oh my God! Oh, I remember, man. and I couldn't laugh. I couldn't laugh because then he would know that you were telling him to jump out of the window. <laughs> oh man! Well, you know, it's really funny because uh, you know 
Tommy, as we as we get older, the humor did go back at him. You know, he was the dominant one as we were younger with his humor. You know, and then as we got older and got a little savvy, a little more confident. You know, he used to throw it right back at him, and it was it was fun. We got well, to we, really uh, enjoy each other exactly. as adults. You know, with them. I mean, who goes to school like that? I mean, that was that was a school. That was a thirty, you know, twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five school of constant, um, you know, wit and and um, you know, uh, being able to find the humor in things. And what training ground for you guys? I know it. He's also he was also the master of the one liners too. Oh my God! Oh yeah. You know, one day we wanted to write them all down, but we didn't have enough paper. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you know, he, and he used to. And when he got to when he got into his sixties, there he was. He had such a beautiful routine. We knew the routine, but it was like you know, it was like George Burns or, or Jack Benny. It was perfect. You know, I you know. know we, we, you know, we, I went to a funeral. I went to a wake the other night, and uh, and you know the the line. You know, the undertaker came over and started measuring. <laughs> he measured <laughs> yeah. me. You know, and yeah. he'd say, "I started to leave." He said, "Where are you going?" And the the line he always used to use I should have mentioned this when Limp was on the phone The line he used to use Honey I would rather be miserable with you Than happy with somebody else (laughs) Oh dude he used to do the wife jokes Oh my god The daughter-in-law hated it (laughs) Oh god Listen I'm uh, taking up enough of your time Tom I appreciate uh, what you did for my mom and uh, this is this will be a podcast. You 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 kids can listen. Uh, the grandkids, the great grandkids. This is here for forever. So please okay. encourage them to tune in. Okay, Tommy, take thanks. care, and I'll be talking to you about that other event coming up. Exactly. All right. Thanks. Next. Thanks, Sally. Love you guys. All right. Have fun. She's listening. All right. Take care, Tommy. Take care. Bye bye. And that's it. And we got a little extra there. I'm going to close out with this song. I love this song.